This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Saturday, July 8, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. Leaving aside that the U.S. military could use both some spending reductions and a more focused mission rooted in U.S. security interests, the United States has a lot of military bases that simply don't advance U.S. security. A new letter of a coalition of groups makes the case. Chris Preble, Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, discusses the effort to restart base realignment and closure or BRAC. For several years now, there have been a number of efforts to sort of pull together disparate views on defense reform that include uh, a very broad spectrum of opinion uh, among the within the think tank community and a few academics. Um, I participated in one of those joint letters back in 2013. There was another one in 2015. And those uh, reforms included things like uh, reforming the military's pay and benefit system, which is very much suited to the 20th century and, and really needs to be updated, uh, addressing the, um, the overhead, the civilian overhead, the workforce relative to the size of the force, and lastly, uh, the base overhead, the additional, the excess uh, bases. Uh, this time around, I, ha having worked on this issue for many years now, going back to 2011 or so, uh, assembled a, a similar letter but focused exclusively on base realignment and closure, BRAC, uh, that is the need to reduce the Pentagon's excess infrastructure. It include, included the, the signatories included most of the people who had signed on to one of the two prior defense reform letters, as well as a number of other people who are not uh, defense experts per se, but are taxpayer advocates or others. Uh, and I think it's one of the broadest coalitions that I've ever seen in my 14 and a half years in this town. Um, everyone from the Center for American Progress and Peace Action on the left to uh, American Enterprise uh, Institute on the right. Uh, Americans for Tax Reform, uh, Americans for Prosperity, that sort of thing. It's a, it's a very, very broad coalition, uh, over 45 people from uh, about 35 different organizations. Can we go through some of the political calculus involved in BRAC? Sure. So for many years, of course, the, the U.S. government was responsible for closing bases. Uh, this was done uh, in earnest after the end of World War II. Of course, the, the U.S. had a very small military prior to World War II. It grew hugely during that war. There was a vast amount of new territory and land that was claimed by the U.S. government and then uh, slowly divested over the 50s and 60s. There was a pretty aggressive round of cuts in the 1960s under Robert McNamara and a series of rounds, and it became increasingly uh, resented uh, by uh, various communities that were affected. There was an element of sort of disinterest on the part of the Defense Department. And so in the 1970s, Congress acted to block all base closures effectively. Uh, and that's what precipitated BRAC. By the middle 1980s, of course, the Reagan administration had, had pushed through a pretty dramatic increase in military spending, and yet they were staring at um, huge uh, uh, overhead, uh, 25 or 30 percent overhead. And so there was a uh, uh, legislation put forward to um, basically take the 
the concern was that too much of the power was in the hands of the Pentagon and the Secretary of Defense, that it could be politicized. And so instead, you have uh, an independent commission that reviews uh, a list of bases that are that are slated for closure by the Defense Department, but slated by the by Secretary of Defense. That commission uh, reviews the list, conducts public hearings, and then presents the list to the Congress for an up, up or down vote. And this prevents people from trying to uh, effectively um, uh, protect just their own base, but but hoping uh, that other the other guy's base gets cut. So it's a package of, of bases. That uh, legislation has to be either approved uh, as a package as a whole or rejected and then signed by the president. Uh, starting in 1988, there were five rounds of uh, uh, under this process. The last one was completed in 2005. Uh, and since then, uh, the Pentagon has, uh, starting about 2012, uh, the Pentagon has requested permission uh, to execute another round. And uh, every time so far, the Congress has blocked it. For the average congressperson here, it, they agree to this process and then agree to give an up or down vote to this is there an expectation in each of these cases that you know it's it's not my fault if this happens <laughs> or uh you know I fought hard with right. this commission is there truly a way to get political considerations out of this I don't think there's a way to get them out of it I think that the process is uh, relatively transparent it does allow for public input and um it tries to bring to the surface sort of legitimate arguments that the Pentagon makes for why a particular base is or is not necessary. Previous backgrounds have not have – have supposedly not included sort of economic considerations. In other words, if a base is particularly important to one place uh, than another, uh, but uh, new uh, – the, the sort of another round of BRAC might take that into consideration. But the point is that the, the, the military is required to publicly reveal uh, and debate uh, why a particular facility is uh, underutilized or, or no longer needed. Uh, and the presumption is that, that that public airing and the ability of the uh, various folks to surface objections uh, limits the, the likelihood of, of a president or a secretary of defense just targeting bases uh, as political retribution uh, against their enemies. You said previous rounds of BRAC uh, have been voted down. What is your expectation next time around? Well, they haven't even been voted on at all because uh, each time the uh, the legislation has specifically prohibited any money being spent to even study a BRAC. Uh, and so the, the, com the committees, the, the House Armed Services Committee and the Senate Armed Services Committees being the most important here, uh, they have blocked consideration. Uh, I do think that uh, a growing number of people, and I think that's partly reflected in the uh, breadth of the letter, the signatories to the letter that I organized, um, that there is a real problem with the misallocation of resources and the military is being forced to spend money on things that it does not need and has demonstrated, I think, quite conclusively it does not need. And I want to emphasize, uh, when we talk about a base realignment, 
uh, and closure process. We're not talking about eliminating all of the military's excess capacity. The military obviously wants to be able to flex in the event of an unforeseen uh, emergency where they require additional land. Uh, the Pentagon right now predicts, uh, projects that their excess capacity is about 22 percent. Uh, a BRAC would deal with maybe uh, 5 percent of that excess. So they'd still have a considerable amount of excess capacity if they needed it. Um, uh, and so, but but Congress so far has has blocked this, arguing uh, the the main arguments you hear is that the uh, the the military has overstated uh, the amount of excess. They have understated the costs up front to execute a BRAC round, uh, and perhaps the most uh, the, the silliest of all is the argument that well we need to close bases, but we need to close bases overseas first. That one really is the sort of the silliest because. The, the Pentagon retains the ability to close military bases overseas and has done so. Uh, it's only bases in the continental United States, in the in the United States, in the in the fifty states. It's only those bases that are that are required to be closed under a BRAC, uh, because the Pentagon simply doesn't have that authority. They do have the authority to close facilities overseas. Chris Preble is Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read the full letter at Cato.org, subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.